Here we go. Episode seven of the Bread Club on Fightful Overbooked. Fightfulovercooked.com. Yes, seven. Doesn't work like the elite sign. It's not as fun. I don't no. know. If seven, <laughs> seven is not a. Uh, what's the joke? Why was. Why was six afraid of seven? Because yes. seven, eight, nine. Yeah, there we go. We'll, we'll leave the That's company. it for this week in the Bread Club. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe <laughs> wherever you get your Fightful Overbooked. Uh, it's the Bread Club, Shining Wizards, Matt, uh, Kieran from Wrestling and Noob Japan. Uh, and have you, Kieran, have you had a chance to digest the finals of the G1? Man, like, I can't. I like the fact Osprey got there. I'd like, I didn't expect Osprey to win the blocks because he had the whole, he's got the title and everything. I mean, it's the same. Well, I mean, he had another title until 24 hours ago as well. Uh, he, he lost in York Core um, to RKJ, which I was there for. Um, dropped the Red Pro British Heavyweight title. So now, you know, he's now he's got Finley coming up. He could have gone from having like all the belts to having no belts. Yeah, yeah. He's got a, um, a rough week. He's had a rough go of it. I was actually prepping for the Shining Wizards podcast, and uh, I pull a lot of my notes from the wrestling observer and fightful select and wrestling observer had like a blurb and it was like, will Osprey could have one of the most historic weeks in wrestling. Oh no. Uh, (laughs) Great match with Naito classic with Okada. And now he's defending the title and he wrestles. Yeah. And And I was like, Oh man. Cause I was a couple days behind. So I was like, Oh, this didn't, this didn't age well. He's (laughs) and they're not, a historic week, but for all the wrong reasons, Fosper. Yeah, they're not doing him any favors either, setting him up with uh, with David Finley here uh, on Friday, September 2nd. Yeah, no, the New Japan have announced a whole load of shows coming up. The whole what, Burning Spirit tour, is it? A, what's uh, it Burning Spirit, yes. Burning, Burning Spirit. Spirit, yes. Yeah, a whole host of shows taking place in September. you got new faces showing up, old faces returning, big matches, little matches. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to. Crowds are going to be able to clap in just a, a week or two in Corroquin Hall. Um, yeah, it, uh, they're not going to be able to clap. They're already clapping. They're going to be able to make noise. Jesus. That's right. Finally. Yeah. yeah it's a lot, a lot to be excited about. A lot, a lot, a lot coming up. New shows are now. It's going to New York. They're coming to London uh, and Wrestle Kingdom. There, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun and a lot of talking to be done on the Bread Club today. Yeah, there's a lot to, uh, to digest here. And, uh, the, the special guest that we were supposed to have a couple weeks ago should be joining us today as well. So uh, I confirmed with him this morning. So I'm not going to. Yes. <laughs> yes. He uh, did have a sense of humor about it and said he would actually join us this time. So I fool, fool us once. Shame on us. Fool me twice. Shame on our special guest. It's a, you know what? I'm okay <laughs> with it because uh, initially we weren't trying to have guests on, but uh, it seems like. Is this this is a good guest to have on. If you get the opportunity to get this man on your uh, whatever you're doing wrestling related, then you you don't pass up the opportunity. Especially when you're talking New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hell yeah! Uh, like I mean, the final might be my match of the year. Uh, How many times did you watch it? I'm I don't really go back and watch matches to be honest. Like not really? immediately at least. Yeah, I did. I was tempted. I have to say, which is unusual for me, but I like. Yeah, I don't know. I was just, I was so invested. I was like, Osprey's not going to win the block. Osprey won the block. Oh, well, he's facing Naito. He can't beat Naito and make the final. He beat, like, shit. Like, Okada has, like, a 
101 record against Osprey. Like, Osprey's record against Okada is awful. Like, surely they're not going to make Osprey lose again, but also he's the champion. Like, surely he's not going to win the G1. Like, I was so invested. Now, were I, uh, were you surprised with our final four? Uh, Osprey, yes. Tamatonga, no. I think he was kind of always my pick for that block, just right. because the last night was Jay Tamatonga. It was set up too beautifully. Uh, Naito and Okada, no. Because I, I thought the final was going to be Okada and Naito. Right. Um, you know, I, I was almost right. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I the Osprey came as a big shock. I, I would have thought Shingo was probably going to be in that spot. Maybe Juice Robinson at a push. But yeah, Shingo would have been my pick for winning the D block. Yeah, it, uh, man, the final four was great, but it leaves you... There's so many more. I think the beauty of New Japan is coming out of the G1 now. There's so many more questions than there are answers. ELP beating Shingo is huge. Debut in the CR3 as well. Yeah. And he said, you know, you want to put me in those fucking junior tag matches, whatever, but I'm a heavyweight now. And, and he really he really put a stamp on the heavyweight division, man. Beating Shingo is huge. He, he's a big boy now. Yeah, he's seemingly probably coming for the KOPW trophy. Which, uh, which commentary mentioned as well. Apparently, they're redesigning it or something. They're making, you know, perhaps it's not going to be a toy like it was with Yano, and Shingo's going to give it a bit more, you know, emphasis, a bit more uh, of his dragon spirit. I'll tell you, the uh, my my rage is undying for evil. <laughs> I was, look, I didn't expect Hiroki Goto to win the C block. I know there was all these different scenarios for, for a couple different blocks. But God damn it, man! Can't I, we just can't can't we just have a fucking house of torture free fucking tournament tag league is gonna be fucking bullshit? Too. I'm so it angry. It makes me so rageful. I think you know what Goto had an amazing tournament. Like if before the tournament began, if you had spoken to a New Japan fan and said, you know, do you think Goto is gonna have a chance of winning the block and that he's gonna have a good tournament? Yeah. But like this whole thing of you know wanting to win the block for his son, uh, him him blue balling us by saying he's not going to say the G stand the G and the G one stands for Goto until he wins the tournament, and the fact that if he had beaten Evil on the final night, he would have won the block. Like he was in contention until the last possible second. I wouldn't have been against the Eva. Like the run he had in the G one, if he had won the block, I wouldn't have been against it in the slightest. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'll tell you what I was. There's a couple things I was a little, I don't want to say Naito and Zack Sabre on night 18, that last day. Of, dude, under two minutes, I was like, this is going to be fun. I get the story they're telling you. <laughs> but man, if you could have given like, I don't know, Evil and Hiroki Goto two minutes and this would have been like an eight minute match, I would have been okay. But, uh, I, I know what you mean. We all went in. It's Naito, Zach, the last match. So much history, especially in the G1. They're going to, it's going to be amazing. And it was, but for totally different reasons. I think it was great as well, like for, for it to happen to Zach of all people, like the post-match tantrum was just... Ah, it's fantastic. They're so good together, man. They're like a comedy duo, aren't they? Like Naito doing the young lion pose, like exit this way, Zach. This is the loser's exit. And then, like, throw in the ice pack, and Zach's got the chair, and he actually hits it back. They, they must have. They, I reckon, they get on like house on fire. They're absolute dynamite together. Oh, great, great stuff. The tour, as a whole, 
uh, because I'm sure we'll talk more with our guest about the tournament. What did you think of the tournament? Do you like the four separate blocks? I know we talked about this last time. Yeah, I I think it's been... uh, Once it got to the end, yes, but otherwise it was kind of like, just, you know, because you're usually watching it and it's like, okay, if this person wins here, this next person in the next match needs to win their match, otherwise they're eliminated. Because all the blocks are happening at the same time. You've got a night of A block and a night of B block usually. Whereas here it was like, okay, if Ishii doesn't win tonight, then if Sonata wins in a week, then Ishii's eliminated. And it's like, it's not so suspenseful, you know? And it's like, you're just not as... It's just not as, as in your face. But I do like the fact that, you know, the matches seemed better, like, you know, just as good as ever. Uh, you know, so many guys got to shine that perhaps you wouldn't have cared about usually. Um it has its pros and cons. I think I'd probably prefer it to go back to the usual two blocks, but also I wouldn't want guys that are deserving of a spot to miss out because of that. Right. I, 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 um, and I'm with you on this. I, I completely understand the four block. I don't like the, I don't like the very, I don't, I don't like, you know, in the first nine nights, I see Hanare wrestle three times in the, in the tournament. And then in the next 10 days, I only get to see him twice. Like I don't, I understand why they do it, but, uh, you know, I'm like Team Hanare, and then, you know, we're going through the tournament, and I miss Hanare, and I, you know, don't have a ton of time, so I do skip the tag matches um, at the beginning of the show most of the time. But during the G1, you know, when we got down to the fin- the last, uh, the semifinals and the finals, I obviously watched the whole show, but... The semifinals were cool, because I think that was a new experience for nearly any modern-day New Japan fan, you know. The G1 hasn't had the semifinals in years, and it added a lot more emphasis. Like, it gave a guy like Tamatonga a huge moment, because in a 10-man, two-man... In two blocks, 10-man in blocks, A and B, Tamatonga's never winning the block. He's never making the final. But hell, Tamatonga deserved to win... A block in this competition without a doubt he's been phenomenal like he's just once since he's joined Hontai left bullet club he's been absolutely amazing and that drives me fucking nuts because he he should still have that never open weight title and i know they announced carl anderson and tanahashi during this this burning spirit tour i don't look i we've discussed i don't like tanahashi and his dumb hair I respect him. Oh no! Who? Yeah, you're stuck. Who do you cheer for I, in that match? I don't cheer. I cheer for the fans. <laughs> Who wins in that match, Kieran? The fans. The fans win. And I get that Carl Anderson is huge in in Japan, and he has the lineage there. But man, I just don't give a shit. I know what you mean. Like, hopefully, the belt is just gonna get into Tanahashi's hands, and then you know. I don't know. Maybe goes into Wrestle Kingdom with it. Whatever. I'll feel more comfortable with it in Tanahashi's hands than. Like, what the fuck did you see on the finals? He came out and he had like just a bullet club towel or something like strapped around the title. Like, you couldn't even see the fucking never title. Like, what's what's that all about? I have no idea. I have no clue. It it blows it boggles my mind. There's so much good that I love New Japan for, but there's shit like that. Man, I'm I wish Tamatanga had gotten a longer run as the never open weight champion. It would have been awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've you know, we probably figured like uh you know, Tama had to drop it for the G1, which was understandable. But then considering he lost one match in the G1, he really, you know, he could have just he could have just been showcased throughout the tournament like other titles. But, you know, maybe there's a reason. Maybe, you know, maybe there's going to be a rematch at Wrestle Kingdom and Tama gets the belt back and gets a big moment and the crowd can make noise because he bloody deserves it. But, you know, we'll wait and see. He does deserve it. And somebody that deserves a ton of accolades, uh, for the great job he's done in New Japan Pro Wrestling is our guest at the moment, Mr. Kevin Kelly. Kevin, how are you? Hey. I'm I'm doing well. It is good to be with you, boys. I do want to 
We have a special guest. Oh, oh hey, every, hello. Have, everybody's got a special guest. It's not not the chickens or the puppy. No, the puppy's upstairs. Chickens are outside. Um, it's a menagerie going on here. I've I've been away for I was away for five weeks, and I feel like I missed a whole bunch. How you boys doing? I'm well, good, how are you? Good. Um, tired, just kind of getting settled back in, but you know, starting to uh, starting to feel like being home again, which is great, and kind of digesting everything that was the G one, and it was. Wow, it was remarkable. I wasn't sure about the four blocks, but it turned out to be pretty damn interesting. What was it like for you with the four blocks? Because we were discussing, like, usually, you know, it's like, okay, you've got one night of A, one night of B. So, you know, each match has kind of an implication on the match that's coming after. Uh, throughout the blocks, you know, because yeah, you've got tiebreakers and stuff like that. But then you've got, you know, oh, if Naito loses here, and then if Evil wins in a week, that might eliminate Naito rather than being in very immediate and in your face it's like a lot more distanced i suppose it felt at first a little bit more like a new japan cup with everybody sort of kind of wrestling at different points um and there were a couple of like 12 night breaks i think phantasmo and jonah Mm -hmm. had incredibly long breaks um so that was i don't think that's ideal uh, considering that each then kind of in the home stretch. If you look at how the inevitable block winners, the way their block matches were spread out, uh, they had favorable schedules, Um, except for Tama, who had the worst, and he had back-to-back nights right at the end. El Fantasmo had back-to-back nights before him. Mm -hmm. But Jay White had everything nice and spread out. Okada had everything nice and spread out. Ospreys was uh, spread out at the beginning and then got hectic at the end. Yoshihashi had a terrible draw. Uh, Shingo's was nice and spread out for him. So there were some guys that benefited from a kind schedule and others who had to dial it up on back-to-back nights. And, and Tama beating Taichi and, and the Great Okan back-to-back nights to me was the, the most impressive part of the tournament, that here's a guy who historically can be reckless at times and wild and will do whatever it takes to win. But he really, I felt like he wrestled so smart and it it's a, it's a big, big adjustment. It's been a huge adjustment for somebody basically is in most of his pro career had been under bullet club and wrestling a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then everything changes one snap of the finger and that's it. He's out of Bullet Club. Now what does he do? Well, he can't break rules because he wants to embrace his Hontai side. Okay. So then he's incorporated more high-flying wrestling into his repertoire, into his arsenal, which he's done quite well. But I just felt like the fact that he came through those two matches and then was able to beat Jay White and was able to... Uh, give Okada everything he did in that semifinal round. I, I was most impressed with him. He was my, he would be my MVP vote if yeah. I had one, but yeah. the, uh, the sports writers, they don't, they don't uh, do voting for G1. No, I, I'd agree. I'd have Tom and Tonga up there. I'd, I'd have Yoshiashi and Finley probably on equal footing, but I'd say that's one of the benefits of the four blocks is in a two, in two blocks, I can't really see Tamatonga ever winning the block being that person. But he's certainly deserving of it. And he got that spotlight by winning the B block and making the semifinals, which is a huge accomplishment and accolade in itself, which 
few to none are ever going to achieve in their career. And I think it if we do go back to two blocks, I think you've got to look at it almost like baseball to where now you need to have a wild card. And at first, everybody was like, no, that's heresy. You can't do that to baseball tradition. <laughs> um, but then one wild card became a big level of excitement for fans. And then they said, well, let's have two. And they said, no, you can't do that. Now you've got three. Well, okay. I think it, it gets to be a little bit. Hold on. My alarm is going off. Reminding me that I have a one uh, thirty with you guys. Um, <laughs> so the, um, but no, I think it, I think we need to have wild cards. I think we need to have one wild card from each block. Let the wild cards um, wrestle. So the, how would you do this? Well, that's something to think about. Do you want the wild cards to wrestle each other? The wild card, you know. So A block winner and a wild card. B block winner and a wild card. I mean, I feel that's kind of what it was. I, I, I know Will obviously arguably the best in the world right now, but considering yeah. he was the champion and you know Shingo was there and Shingo just had to win on the last night to make the final and stuff. I'd say Osprey, you could yeah, Okada and Naito were your safe bets, and Osprey to an extent was even a wild yeah. card. So if we had two blocks and then you had the A block winner wrestle the B block, which they used to do, mm-hmm. B block wild card, opposite with B wrestling the A wild card, um, you get you get more drama. Either that or, or stay with the four blocks. But let's get everybody on equal footing. And let's have, you know, five matches of A block. Mm-hmm. And five, you know, four matches of, of uh, well, it was seven, so it'd be three. Yeah, three. Who cares? Do it that way. <laughs> more, Just do it. Let's right. do it, boys. Come on. Please, more uh, more G1 is, is huge. Uh, Kevin, you've been the voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you've called historic matches in your tenure there. The atmosphere for Okada Osprey. I mean, we felt it through our television screens, streaming, New Japan World. Being there live, how unbelievable was the atmosphere? As soon as... Osprey's music hits. Uh, it it takes on the, you know, this is what it must have been like to sit ringside or to be in the arena for any, you know, Ali Frazier fight or uh, any big, you know, the biggest UFC fight or whatever. You've got the two premier heavyweights in the world going at it and with everything at, at stake. So it, it, the moment doesn't get any bigger and, you know, fans can say, well, it's just wrestling, you know, but no, for everybody in attendance in that building and everybody watching, you felt it, you knew it was something bigger, better, different, and everybody knew what was at stake. So it, that's when it works at its absolute best. You had a revolving door of fellow commentators on this tour as well. You had Lance Archer, Tom Lawler, Finley, ELP. Of course, Chris Charlton joined you whenever he could. He's fantastic <laughs> as always. <laughs> you put him over big when you're on air. Um, no, I know. <laughs> he's great. Uh, was there, who were your, what is, okay. Is it difficult for you? Is it just business as usual as you? Or do you like kind of have to try to ease them in? Because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to point fingers but like someone like lance archer 
I noticed he very much took on a Japanese feel where he was responding to you all the time saying okay and yes and how the Japanese commentators all say hi um which isn't something you really get in English commentary which I found quite interesting from Lance but what what was it like with you working with so many different wrestlers so many different tag team partners every night it just again it helps keep me sharp uh, it keeps uh, and and I'm doing this for the viewers benefit uh I want you know different points of view uh, I want people that are in the tournament and I want somebody that's not going to overshadow the moment. It's very difficult to have a switchblade Jay White at commentary. It's very difficult to have a, a Will Ospreay at commentary because there's such big stars. It's going to overshadow the moment. So I wanted to bring people in that I felt comfortable talking to, but that would settle in. And originally it was going to be Chase on the next to last night. And then he said, no, he can't do it. And then Jonah messaged me almost at the same time saying, Hey, if you have an opening for commentary, let me know. And I was like, I just happen to have one. <laughs> so I got it cleared. And, and then Jonah came in and I was, I was a little bit concerned that he was, you know, going to be a little bit too big for the moment, but he wasn't, he, you know, did it exactly right. And I don't give very much in the way of instruction at all. You know, sometimes it's like, hey, come on, you could speak up. You don't have to be shy. You don't worry about stepping on me for whatever. I'll, if you're saying something, I'll shut up. And if I need to jump in, I'm going to jump in. But, yeah, it's it's just it's added, um, added points of view for the viewer. And after hearing me for so many hours, Another voice is just a good break for the for the audience. People are watching this on catch up, let's say, and they're watching three, four shows in a row. And Jesus Christ, I'm sick of Kevin. Never, Who's this never. other guy? Oh, it's Phantasmo. Great, you know. No, you are you are you are part of the reason why I think New Japan has been as successful as it's been in the state. The story, the way you and Chris, and even when Gino was there, God knows we miss Gino. Yes. Um, you guys did such a great job of telling the stories, telling the history. And I think that's super important, especially in this day and age with, with professional wrestling. Uh, and, and I think that's part of the reason why I enjoy New Japan so much is the, the way you guys explain the history and the stories and the little nuances. It's it's definitely an insight that is needed, uh, especially for new new fans. I told a bunch of people, if you don't know New Japan Pro Wrestling, Okada Osprey, the match is amazing. But Chris and, Ke and Kevin do a great job of telling the story the history they really bring bring it all into light it doesn't work without you two i think in my opinion i could be wrong and you're, you're right 100 right but, but i think you and chris do an unbelievable job well thank you very much and and we're always i'm always reminding myself in the moment and chris oh by the way chris i know we've said this a, a dozen times but tell everybody why this thing means something and he goes back and tells the same story again. And and certainly not to insult anybody's intelligence, but because we know we have new viewers that are tuning in and we don't want anybody to feel left behind. No, that's and... actually really incredible because, yeah, you will hit the same marks. And I, I never miss a New Japan show. You know, Matt's the same. But I'm never like, oh, here they go saying the same thing again. It's never like that for me as a, as a fan. Like, it's okay. I know this. It's not information for me, but it's not like you're, 
you know, saying it in such a the same way every time or it's repetitive in the slightest. Like, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> it's a miracle, quite frankly. It's a, a testament to how good you two are together. But no, well, it, good, it's amazing work. We're both good storytellers and mm -hmm. we can tell a good story quickly. That's what makes it a good story, by and large. If If I've got to explain a match and it takes forever then the audience is not going to get it even with me explaining it mm -hmm. the concept is too difficult to absorb but one of the great things about new japan is that everything is pretty simple once we understand it uh kenta and tanahashi kenta is the you know the antagonist he came from noah new japan fans don't like noah guys and vice versa Kenta wanted to be loved. He wasn't. And after that loss, after that victory over Tanahashi at Ota Ward Gymnasium back in 2019, whatever it was, mm -hmm. uh, that's when Kenta probably made the decision to join Bullet Club, which he did at the end of the tour. Simple story. I can get out in 30 seconds, and it's a good story. <laughs> any, uh, any luck on getting your hands on uh, Kenta's book? No. I don't know how Chris <laughs> got it. Because it, le it legit is sold out. And it's a two-month wait on Amazon Japan. And it's, you know, now they're going to do a second printing because it, it did so well, which is fantastic. And he's a, he's, a, he's a much bigger star in Japan than he ever was in the United States. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't think the U.S. fans really understand just how big he is. If they didn't watch Noah and see him in his heyday, which, you know, comparably, the two audiences, very few people did. If they would have had English commentary back then, he'd have been, you know, on par with Tanahashi and Okada. And, and now in New Japan, you know, we're kind of seeing him on the back nine of his career. But, but we're, we're telling that story, you know, always like with a look back, but with a look forward. He's smarter, he's better, he's, you know, in many ways he's different. Uh, he paid a heavy physical price to achieve the success that he did, but he's like iconic in in Japanese wrestling. You know, Gino's ah, you should be in a Mount Rushmore professional wrestling. <laughs> you got a raw deal, no book, and you got the faulty uh, monitor that always goes out during the Yano matches. It's the damnedest thing. I, you know, I've talked to everybody. I've talked to the, uh, you know, and then the A two. He's over there on the side. You know, my audio guy, and he's like making these strange gestures at me. I'm like, what? What are you saying? <laughs> oh, low blow. I want to switch entirely gears for a second because uh, New Japan have announced a lot of exciting stuff for the Burning Spirit Tour that's coming up. Yeah. And Kevin, I've seen you at RevPro many times over the years. You've done lots of work helping out over here. Uh, and a certain man from RevPro that's an associate of Great O'Khan's has very surprisingly been announced for the tour. How, yeah, how excited <laughs> or excited or oh. appalled are you that? Lord Gideon Gray is heading to Japan to make his new Japan debut. <sighs> what can I say? A little bit of money goes a long way. Uh, good for him. It, it'll be, I just hope, I just hope we get to see him, you know, in the, uh, in the business end of, of matches and, and, Gets what's coming to him. That, that's going to be a lot of fun for me. Uh, I'll be calling that whole tour here from the U.S., uh, luckily, so I don't have to sit with him 
or spend any time <laughs> with him or, uh, you know, see him other than, you know, through uh, through my computer screens. But uh, he's a listen, he's a talented guy and he's a smart guy. Uh, and I think he's the I had said all along that he was the money behind the United Empire. And everybody was like, oh, who's that guy? Ooh. OK, now three years later, I'm right. Two years <laughs> later, I'm right. Whatever it was. Uh, sure. I was right. I was right. I told you. And lesson, now we're seeing it. Lesson learned. Always listen to Kevin Kelly. Yes. Now it's a catch-22. You don't get to be there, but when they're back at Kirk and Hall, they will be uh, allowed to vocally cheer. Yes. Uh, and five weeks for the G1. I mean, how welcoming will it be when you when you finally make your return to Japan and you get to hear the crowd vocally interact? I Okay, so the way it's worked, the way it's broken out. If fans want to cheer, they buy tickets to a special section. So I don't know how big that section is. Let's say it's a third of the, let's say it's broken into quarters. Okay. So maybe it's 400 people. Let's just say round numbers. 400 people will be cheering, screaming, making noise, chanting the names. And the other 800 people will not be. Well, aren't those people going to have a little bit of FOMO? And yeah. are they going to want to cheer? And who's going to stop them if they do? That's especially <laughs> especially in our soccer crowd. No one's stopping them. Right. But I will say this. Japanese people follow the rules. They they will not cheer when they're not supposed to cheer. And the people who are sitting in those special seats, they'll they'll be cheering. Uh, I think it's going to be an adjustment for everybody. Japanese government said on June 24th, the heat of summer is coming. Don't wear a mask when you're outside. And when you're inside, if you're alone, if you're by yourself, if you're not in a crowded space, you don't have to wear a mask. 99% of the people still wore masks outside. I was like, what are you people doing? It is boiling here. I can barely barely walk down to the Kaviti without, you know, uh, sweat through my shirt and feeling like I want to be sick. I can't imagine doing that wearing a mask. What are you people nuts? <laughs> so yeah, they'll follow the rules to the end. As they will. As other announcements as well. Wrestle Kingdom uh, 17 is going back to one night. Um is that really? yeah that, well, there you go. That's what I gonna ask is that a good thing in your eyes? It's so good. Uh two nights you know was a a result of having you know the potential for 40,000 you know fans in there logically and you know so we did 40 and 30 but then it just after a while it just got to be you know then the next year it was like 10 and 8 or whatever it was I don't remember it just doesn't look good and it spreads everything out and just do it all in one night and make those spots mean something um hey you know listen as great a year as you've had great Ocon, sonata whomever you didn't make the cut and you got to try harder next year makes wrestle kingdom more special makes it uh now that mania is two nights let's go back and we'll do one night mm-hmm. they you know they've they've seen how it can work and yeah it can work for something like that and they could sell tickets for two nights and we get to if we get back to the point that we're you know, we're filling up the Tokyo Dome, then hey, let's do it again. But for now, I don't I'm I'm glad it's gone back to one night. Yeah, I think I think 
the consensus is we all are too. Not everybody gets a participation trophy, people. Exactly. Now, not everybody gets a hug. (laughs) Well, somebody who needs a hug, uh, Jay White. um, Are you prepared for? Because look, you know it's coming. He Okada's on paternity leave now. Got congratulations, by the way. So that'll just be another thing that Jay White bitches about. And then Okada said he doesn't feel like he has to defend his contract at the G. So we are in for at least. And look, I love Jay White, but he's going to cry and he's going to piss and moan for the next three months about this. Are, are you prepared for that? Of course I am. I mean, Okada's not on maternity leave. He's wrestling. He's just, you know, there's just no shows booked. Um, And so, yeah, uh, Jay always finds the angle that he turns it around and, and finds the way, you know, the largest New Japan Cup field in history. Um, and, okay, yeah, he was the target. And <laughs> then uh, now the largest G1 field when he wins the title. Well, they'd already decided on that, but damn if he doesn't have a, a point. <laughs> um, and I, I think that the G1 tournament winner We've been doing this now for what uh, nine years since since 2012, and if you want to change it up and do it a little bit differently, I I'm fine with that because having and of course Jay White was the only one who benefited from it. He was the only person to defeat the G1 winner and take the contract and get his opportunity for Wrestle Kingdom. So I don't know what he would complain about other than Jay can always find the way to spin everything uh, against the, we're all against the switchblade. Yes. <laughs> I uh, think uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. I think Okada is the biggest threat to his title. I think that's what is the genesis of his, of his, uh, is his worry. And I don't blame him. I'd be worried too. And you notice he didn't want to come out and do commentary on the last night. You know, I was, I was about to ask him, are you going to be joining us? I didn't, I didn't want to assume anything. Uh, I kind of wanted to leave it to be his decision. He he said before I could even ask the question, and who does Will Ospreay think he is? I don't uh, go on his command. Uh, and it would have been interesting, you know, to hear his point of view, because would he rather have wrestled, potentially wrestle the Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom, or would he potentially rather wrestle Okada? So uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to wrestle Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. No way, no how. So obviously he'd be looking for, but listen, if you're Jonah and Jonah's going to wrestle Okada on October the 10th and he beats him, how does he not have a claim for a spot in Wrestle Kingdom? So Okada can say whatever he wants. He has to, he has to make good on it. So I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to work out. We'll see. Well, I'll get in trouble from all my fellow Brits if I don't ask this, Kevin. But, of course, the announcement of Royal Quest 2 to a weekend, October 1st and 2nd. So excited for New Japan to be coming over to me instead of me having to go to Japan. Saves a lot of money for me. Yes. Um, can we expect yourself at ringside doing commentary for that again, like Royal Quest 1? I don't know. I haven't been told yet. So, um, it, it's this is much more of a... Uh, from what I've been told, it's kind of a little bit more of a standalone event, if you will, as opposed to it being a New Japan promoted event in England. Right. So um, I don't know. At the very least, 
you know, I'll be adding my commentary to it. But if it, I think they're working some things out because it was an, it took a while to announce and there's a lot of moving pieces. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm kind of waiting like a lot of people are, you know, we don't, we don't know any of the matches yet. So I didn't find out I was doing uh, forbidden door until like the week or so before. <laughs> so it might be, you know, I could just get the call it, but I'll be here. And if they need me, I'll be there. So absolutely. Fingers crossed we see you in London. Hopefully Charlton can make, uh, Chris Charlton can make the trip as well because he, he didn't get to do the first World Quest. I know. And, Bizarrely. you know, we've got to have, uh, got to bring Boyd Simmons back. So be yes, good, uh, yeah. <laughs> good time for us all. Now, uh, I'm going to, I want to change gears really quick, Kevin, because you're a fellow Mets fan like myself. Yes. Uh, how, five weeks in Japan, I mean, how do you, how do you keep up with it? Serious. Serious XM. Yeah. I was putting the games on in the middle of the night and listening, you know, kind of lay there asleep in bed, half asleep, listening to Howie Rose and and uh, and crew do the games. But, um, yeah, I was following it every single day. And I'd go back and I'd watch the recap videos if I didn't see that. But, uh, no, it's a great team. Uh, I, I love the the spirit and the energy from the, from the, from Jump. As soon as they took the field, you know, for game one and having – you know, Buck is the manager. Uh, there's just been like a special quality to the team, uh, a certain sense of undeniability and an air of they're never out of it. So they've, like, for example, yesterday was a perfect microcosm that, you know, they have to pitch. They have to pitch a uh, bullpen pitcher because their starters are hurt and he gives up four in the first. But I didn't feel like the game was out of reach. And then sure enough, 4-4, and then 7-4, and then they came back 8-7. Not done yet. And then, you know, 10-8, and then sound the trumpets. And, you know, Edwin didn't have his best stuff yesterday, but it was enough to get him out of it. And listening to the Phillies broadcast, oh, my God, because I live in central Pennsylvania, so I get the Phillies here on my home TV. And the only time I ever watch them is, is when they're playing the Mets. But John Cruck and Scott McCarthy were like, it was like a funeral dirge the whole afternoon. But you listen to Gary and, and Ron and Keith, and they're like upbeat and never out of it and always telling stories. And those two were like so maudlin. I was like, what a depressing broadcast. And yeah, even they knew it. They knew it. They knew they were going to blow that game. There's a there's a clip online when Nimmo hits the home run. It is. They are just oof. It is raw. I mean, look, couldn't happen to a better team. All right. I hate exactly. So God bless. I'm torn. October 28th. New Japan's coming back to New York and I'm here in Jersey, but I'm like, do I, do I commit? And are there, is there going to be a playoff game I can go to? I'm very, I'm very torn. Oof. I mean, there's stardom guys on that card, man. You gotta get to, gotta get some rumble on 44th street. I don't know, man. The, look, the Mets don't make it to the playoffs too often I, the last <laughs> time they were in the playoffs and they went to the world series i was on my goddamn honeymoon and the minute the plane touched down i brought world series tickets because you just never know right the mets are gonna met they're gonna do they're gonna do hope in, i hope it doesn't happen this year. in 86 right so game six 86 world series against boston and they blow it and i'm like damn the game is over so my girlfriend at the time, she's sitting there annoying me the whole game. 
I'm like, that's it. I'm taking you home. <laughs> so I drive her home and I drive back and I'm miserable the whole time. And I get back and the game's still on. Now, this is before internet or anything. Still on. Wait. Oh, it's 5-3. Okay. And then they come back and then they tie it. And I saw the, you know, the Mookie Wilson hit, you know, dribbler up the line underneath Buckner's glove. The Mets win. I'm going crazy. I'm absolutely losing my mind. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was awesome. So it's, I've only seen, you know, I was alive in 69, but I was two. So I don't remember that one. And, you know, 86, of course, remember it like it was yesterday. So, yeah, it's time. And hopefully this year we can we can get there. Beating, I think Houston is the best team in the in the major leagues. So whoever comes out of the National League is going to have their hands full, I think, with them. But it would be a nice capper to the season. I just love the way the team, they'll spray the ball all over the field and take the extra base. Starling Marte is amazing. Oh, he's a um, player. Just, just the way he does all the little things right. And it, Pete breaking an 0 for 10 with a, you know, a, just a poke up the up center field yesterday. And uh, who's the, what, uh, Vogelbach doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So now we got runners first and second. I'm like, come on, man. What a team. What a team. Great. It's so much fun to watch. Karen's like, what are you guys talking yeah, about? Yeah, you guys talking about hockey, right? <laughs> hockey? No. Yeah. I, I had to. He's a fellow Mets fan. Nice. You know, up here. Up, look, in North Jersey, I know that means nothing to you, Kieran, but I'm sure Kevin Kevin understands. This I got to listen to goddamn Yankee fans. Every, every single day you put on sure. sports talk radio. I don't know how you can complain. When you have 27 world championships and you're playing out of your goddamn mind, even though they are ice cold right now. Yes. But come on, man. I'm a mess. I, I never I never get a chance. So this is the first time, you know, because they're getting ready to play the Yankees now, Kieran, in a, in a pair of games. So this is one of the rare times where the Mets don't even need to, you know, they're. They're in first place. They're doing great. The Yankees are the ones that are struggling now, and they need to win. They can't afford to lose games. And if the Nets lost, ah, nobody sweats it. You know, Atlanta's tough, but it, it's it's refreshing to be as the a, kings of New York. As a Brit that follows football, soccer, religiously, you know, knows, has no idea what you guys have just been talking about, <laughs> Tran- put, translate it to New Japan for me. If you was talking about the Mets and what's going on, what would you compare it to in New Japan? The Mets have been like Hiroki Goto. Got it. Got it. Perfect. <laughs> and and the Yankees are Okada and Tanahashi rolled into one. <laughs> so, so yeah, we've been, you know, it's Tanahashi, Okada, Muto, Inoki, Ricky Dozen. That's the, that's the Yankees. And so we, and oh, we just got Goto. Hiroki Goto and we got to compete with these guys, but every <laughs> once in a while, Goto finds lightning in a bottle and, and, uh, you know, there you go. Hey, Kevin, if I send like a taser, right. You think you can hit Dick to go one time with it for me? No, I would probably get arrested at the board. <laughs> uh, but you know, listen, enough house of torture. They, they were in the opening match on the last night. If that is an indication of what's not working, you know, I I want evil to go back. I want evil to turn, turn on his evil ways in, in the house of torture. They suck. They're horrible. Please. Yujiro Takahashi. 
We almost had to deal with that. Can you imagine a seven-way final? <laughs> so Operation Chaos was absolutely wild. <laughs> I loved Operation Chaos. Yes, that was that was fun. Then Finley blaming us for jinxing him. <laughs> I mean, Speaking. I would. I think we were all kind of rooting for it, right? Operation Chaos. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who would have been the fans win in that deal? G one would have still amazing. been going on. <laughs> what would it have been? A Rambo? Yeah. Over the top rope. <laughs> pinfall submission. Who knows, man? We could have had everything. It would have been amazing. No, it was a fantastic G1. David Finley had an amazing tournament as well. Like, I yes. thought the pandemic buggered him. And then he, you know, he had this great New Japan Cup run. And then he kind of just disappeared on strong every so often. And he came in like a house on fire. I think for me, my MVP is probably Yoshihashi. Like, he had this amazing run as a trios champion and then killed it as a uh, as a tag team with Goto as Bishimon. And then the G1s come along and he's like, hey, I can kill it as a singles wrestler as well. Like, he can seemingly do it all. Like, his match against Shingo is perhaps one of the... Easily one of the matches of the tournament. Like, Shingo survived Yoshihashi. Right. Which is a sentence nobody would have thought to say a year, two years ago. And, and the only reason that Shingo won is he used the ground Cobra. And mm-hmm. I said on the air, boy, if Yoshihashi just had that quick roll up. And sure enough, he did it when he needed it against Finley. Mm-hmm. So it, everything kind of like led toward and Yoshihashi fin- finishing 500. That's pretty damn good for, you know, it was the first time he ever had a winning record, three matches into a G1 and his, you know, his first one, he beat Kenny Omega. <laughs> So it's like, okay, everybody forgets that. But then he didn't win after that. And he is one of the worst all-time records. But a couple of years ago, he became problematic and difficult to beat. Then last year, more problematic, more difficult to beat. A couple of extra victories. Now this year, he's in the money up until the very end. You can't can't say he did a bad job at all. I thought the great Okan kind of laid an egg. I think he took a step back this year. Yeah. Uh, I can't say Sonata took a step back because he was very quietly, you know, looking like he could have been four and two. He wound up three and three, but his three and three to me is, is under par for him, uh, you know, or over par, I should say. Whereas, you know, the great Okan, I just felt like he just didn't show up and everything was kind of like handed to him. And he played with house money last year and he thought, he was like a big star and I don't know what was going on, but he just didn't show up this year for me at all. Were you surprised with juices tournament? Yes. Boy, I, I, I had higher expectations for him that, and I said this in a nine, you know, in the, in, in the traditional 10 man block with nine matches, you can afford a two or three match letdown. So he wins one, then he loses to Finley. Okay. Now he can wind up being one and four and he's not over. He could still battle back and wind up five and four and 10 points. And he's in the, he's in the mix, but where he's, you know, if he's one and three now, he's got two matches left. And I think at that point he was kind of like, ah, you know, he gets, he gets, uh, in his own head, I think a little bit at times. Um, and the only other win he got was against Phantasmo by DQ which was one of my favorite matches of the tournament. I don't care what anybody says. I <laughs> I loved it because it was so different. I did up until the finish. I've got to say this, the finish soured it a little for me. El Fantasma getting stuck in his own head, making a, a very foolish mistake. 
that's why it's brilliant. That's why I love it. There was one DQ in the tournament, and that was it. Speaking I just of, thought, I thought it was cool. Tell you what, someone who he didn't take a pinfall loss or or a submission loss, Jonah only lost by a count out. Like, yep. damn, what a tournament for him! Like the crowd reactions, like in the venue, it must have been amazing. Anytime he went to that top rope for the torpedo, they came unglued without fail. No matter where in Japan it was, the crowd just absolutely could not believe that this guy, the size of Jonah, was flying off of the top rope. They 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 love a monster and they saw one and boy he's he was incredible you know and if you go back and you listen to the replay and you listen to the us call the the final few moments of jonah and okada and we shut up because i immediately heard the people and i put my hand on chris like stop and let's listen and we're hearing them just explode and then the japanese guys are just talking like normal and must have just been something with the way the audio levels were because when they started talking, the audience got super quiet and you could hear it plain as day over on the English side. And that's what I wanted, because that's the story. The story is, yeah, Jonah beat Okada, but holy shit, this guy just blew the roof off this building when you're not supposed to be cheering, making audible mm-hmm. noise. And he got the loud, the single loudest reaction of the tournament. Yeah, that that um, the well uh, top rope power. I oh, call cool. Okada off the drop rope, top rope drop kick, black forest bomb straight to the torpedo. It was so quick, so impactful. It's such a good finish. Like yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Kevin, are you surprised that the way Lance Archer is handled in Japan versus the way he is in the states? Because we that match with Okada on night eighteen was. Man, I tweeted it, and I will say it till till I'm blue in the face. I think he is one of the best big men in wrestling mm-hmm. and it we got a whole him just standing in the middle of the ring not like it was scary and and man i just don't understand why when he comes back over here we don't he's not presented that way it's frustrating for me because i want that lance archer who's he gonna wrestle in aew who's he okay. going to seriously we are not the right people to ask <laughs> well, okay but the answer is there are very Nobody. few good matches yeah. for him yeah, in that company because it's a lot of smaller guys. And how many times could he wrestle a Wardlow? Right. And they don't want to put Wardlow against Lance Archer. The, how many times can he wrestle John Moxley? And he was the only one to beat Moxley. Moxley's had one loss. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was to him. So I just see him as... I, I joked with him on commentary. I said, you couldn't get a match before. I don't see anybody running to Tony saying, I want to wrestle that guy. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. He's going to be sitting in catering even more. It's such a shame. He's so goddamn good. Yeah. He can wrestle anybody. He and really- we saw that during the tournament. He can wrestle the biggest guy. He can wrestle the smallest guy. And, and he can turn it out every single night. He's incredible. He's a physical phenom. He's, you know, remarkable. When you think about how far he's come since he had back surgery mm-hmm. uh, five years ago. And most guys, when they're getting near 40 and they have that kind of surgery, hard to come back. But he's come back better. And, you know, again, him wanting to be in the G1 and fighting for it and getting it, I think, is testament to his work ethic. And finished, what, three and three? Okay, great. Well, as the damnedest three and three I could ever think of, 
I don't remember, you know, I remember his moments, uh, and I remember the the big spots. I remember the big matches, uh, but I don't remember him losing, which means he's stronger than how he came in. Yeah, a hundred percent. And with the Stardom historic crossover show coming up. Are you having to do your stardom knowledge, start keeping up, watching all the pay-per-views? Are you going to be doing English commentary for that show? We are. We're doing English commentary for that. I'm only going to be I'm, – I'm not going to be in Japan very much uh, the last four months of the year. I've been, I've been in Japan 20 weeks wow. of, of the calendar year so far, and I need to be home. So I already talked to them, and they said, okay, no problem. So I'm going back, and I'm doing Ryogoku on October 10th, and I'm doing uh, November 20th. And if they need me to go to the UK, I'll go to the UK. But other than that, I'm 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 staying home. And uh, but calling that stardom show is so important to me because it's history, mm-hmm. and it's the start of something. It's you know it's the crowning of the first ever IWGP Women's Champion, and uh, all of their hard work, the individual athletes in stardom. Uh, coming to this big stage in this brand new arena with, you know, we would assume as close to full as we can get, I, I would imagine that ticket demand is going to be incredibly high and, and we need to be there to call it because it's history. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to start playing catch up, you know, jumping back into five star. I've been following the results, yeah, uh, but I haven't been watching the shows. So I know who's doing what, where everybody stands, but this will be, you know, kind of my go back and watch, the whole five star and then everything from then on. The hope is, is that there's enough interest in the stardom crossover show that we can start to uh, provide English commentary for stardom events on a go forward basis, which we've been fighting for, for a while because, and I said to Dave Meltzer and and Brian Alvarez last week, I think that stardom is in a position to get a, a U.S. television deal faster than new japan because it is so different and it is so amazing and there's a demand for women's wrestling on television but these but the best women's wrestlers in the world are not featured on television uh and that's stardom and that's no disrespect to anybody but you know from tony storm and jamie Hayter and all the other top girls that are in aw mm-hmm. they've all been through stardom and that's that's where the best wrestling talent is for women. Uh, the system works, and I, I mean, think that that that's the reason why I would see them getting a deal first. That that I don't know if that's something news I've missed, or if you've just given us a, a little scoop there about uh, one the potential for English commentary on a Stardom show. Would that be yourself and Chris taking more on board, or would that be another team? Or it would be. Uh, I've got. I don't want to let too much out, but I've. I've kind of I want to have a women's a woman's voice on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think you know it would be Chris and me for some of it, and me and someone else for some of it. So That's amazing. I think that would be the best way to handle it. But um, yeah, I want to have a and and that would be I think all depending on what the fans want and Stardom and and New Japan Pro. Or, stardom and bushy road investing the money into it so that's why there needs to be a great deal of viewership on november 20th so we could turn around and go here are the numbers boys yeah look at how many people are there look at how 
you know, look, listen to the response that they got in New York. Listen to what your fans are telling you. So I think obviously it would be something that that is a um, it would it would only help the brand grow. There there isn't anybody that says, oh, you know, if you put English commentary on it, it's gonna no, <laughs> it, it, it's only gonna help. So that's where we are right now. Yeah, we've seen that with New Japan and Noah and all uh, and Noah. Yeah, and now I think it just makes sense. The next step, stardom. Uh, we're rooting for it because because more more good wrestling is better for everybody. Yeah, we got to get uh, and Tom Lawler would be involved in it too uh, because oh, he man. is he like loves stardom. Man, he, loves he, he was at the show well, on an off day. He went to the five star, didn't he? Man, he was bloody jealous yeah. of him. I was, but his uh, theme song is a banger. <laughs> I, dude, I, love, I found it on Spotify. I put it on in the car. I'm like, this I can do without, you know, he's like a, a thread away from his balls falling out of his shorts. I can do without that. <laughs> maybe we get, you know, maybe I'll start a GoFundMe, get him some longer tights. I mean, God bless him for rocking them, but it's, it's very, I'm like, you know, there's no Tommy Young's. I know Red Shoe might be able to stuff it back in there, but Red Shoe's would do it. You think so? <laughs> oh, he. He's pro. He definitely is. Pro, yeah, professional. He's definitely a pro. <laughs> That's a professional move. Uh, Declaration of Power in October. We we talked about it. Tama, Jay White, Jonah Okada. Um, I was expressing my displeasure about Tama's never open weight run because I feel like it, it. We didn't even get. We saw. We didn't even. It wasn't a run. It's not <laughs> sense, right? He lost it in his. For, it's so disappointing because he's so goddamn good. And you said it, Kevin, when you jumped in. Like we're getting a whole new Tama. I'm super excited for this. I know me and Kieran were were calling Tama to to beat Jay on that last night. Um, if he can't get past Jay White, what's next for Okada? Is it back to the never open weight? Where do you see his future? Well, I think that. Uh, what you guys said about Tama and machine gun needing another go round. Uh, you know, if that were at wrestle kingdom, that would not shock me. Um, and I think that that would be, I think that would be probably the best, uh, way to wrap up that whole story. And then we'll see what happens, but listen, uh, Tama might, you know, Tama might be having to look at Tanahashi. And if Tanahashi wins the belt, then Tama's not going to get a shot. And then, you know, we could probably see uh, Tanahashi versus Kenta for the never title. That might be the way that goes. And and we could certainly see, because, you know, at some point, uh, Tama and, and Machine Gun are going to have to have another go around. But it could, it could be without a title at stake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be, that would be fine with me too. But uh, I don't think I don't see Tama beating uh, Okada in October. And I, I, I have a feeling that, well, no, Tama wrestles Jay White. For Jay the White title. Excuse me. I don't see Okada losing and I don't see Jay White losing. I think we hold serve going to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that's a, a Wrestle Kingdom worthy main event of the Tokyo Dome as well. Jay White's got Okada's number like nobody else perhaps ever has on Okada right. one of one of the only perhaps the only guy to have a win-loss record uh that has spans multiple matches of course Jonah's now one and against Okada but that's certainly you know <clears throat> Jay White's uh yeah uh 
he he's finally getting a good run with the title as well, which I like. Because obviously he won the heavyweight title to shock you know Osaka all over again. Although Jay White will tell you it wasn't a shock. Um, and now he's getting this good run with the title, and yeah, he hasn't he hasn't had that big moment at Wrestle Kingdom really. No, like, you know, he has not. So and I I think that him you know closing out the show on January the fourth. Uh, you know, in the first event of the 51st year of, of New Japan might be the way to, to start things off. Or Okada wins the title back and he's off to the races again. And then we got to see who can beat him. Uh, but we're we're in the age now, the second run of Okada. And I thought that we were going to, that's why the Jay White victory at Dominion to me was a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Not because of Jay White lacking anything, but just Okada had so much momentum so physically healthy, uh, the healthiest he had been since before his 720-day reign as IWGP heavyweight champion. It, you know, he gave so much of his body in that reign that it took him almost three years to get physically right again to be able to come back and and win the title and take it and start the 50th year and have this amazing ride and win the G1 for the second year in a row. So. Uh, you know, it, it's Okada's second run now, and if he were to win at Wrestle Kingdom, it would not shock me. Uh, Kevin, I know we're not going to keep you much longer. I know you j- just got home, and and we want you to enjoy your time at home. Um, of the new, I've Japan, got a chicken coop to clean. <laughs> I hope the better weather than it is over here in Jersey because it is raining cats and dogs out there we, right now. The rain, the rain came through last night, so everything is. Uh, but yeah, I've got. I've got sand uh, being delivered at some point soon, and I've got to, you know, reline the uh, the run outside with sand so the chickens have something to dig in. They're giving me eggs every single day, so I can't ask for much more than that. Did you get them chickens from the Briscoes? No, they sell <laughs> they sell commercial chickens. I don't. So, I, can't, I can't even begin to understand a whole nother podcast <laughs> <laughs> they get them and they're called biddies biddies and biddies and they keep them for i think nine weeks and then they uh they sell them huh. so that's that's what they do but they have tens of thousands of chickens i have 12 you know they're in a commercial they're in the commercial chicken business i'm in i'm the home farmer gotcha <laughs> Uh, with the the influx of New Japan strong talent, uh, Jonah and Bad Dude Tito and Royce and Tom, um, who are you most impressed with the, during the G One tour? Well, I was impressed with both uh, with both uh, Bad Dude Tito and Royce. Let's just take the non tournament guys uh, first, and obviously, I think both have a lot uh, a lot to to prove yet. Uh, Royce not the normal tag partner with Tom, you know, his, his normal tag partner was, you know, is Jarrell Nelson. So I'd be interested to see what the West coast wrecking crew could do in a world tag league. I think mm-hmm. they would show yes. a lot more continuity than uh, Tom and Royce did bad dude. Tito's a star in his own, man. He, he doesn't need any, any faction to be a part of or whatever, but yeah, he's awesome. And I think, that the comparisons I've heard all through tour, you know, hey, he looks like Steve Williams. He looks like Scott Steiner. Yeah. Like all of that rolled up in a brand new package, a guy who's a, you know, he can grapple with, he can hang with, you know, a, a Tom Lawler. He can, 
He can bust out the high fly moves. He's super strong. He can do everything. And I said, like, when I was calling New Japan strong, I was like, my God, how do these diamonds in the rough, how does nobody find a J.R. Kratos? How does nobody find a bad dude Tito? Right. I mean, these guys, Southern California, like in, you know, in some remote land. No, it's a three hour flight. You know, it's a four hour flight. Just take the trip out there. And, and there's tons of great talent out there. But New Japan Strong has been the beneficiary of it. And I think we could see like, a you know, a Kratos or somebody else like that coming. Uh, eventually traveling over to Japan. Fred Rosser, I would love to see him. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of good talent that that deserve an opportunity to be seen by the Japanese audience because I think those people would go, wow, there's more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw it with the best of the Super Juniors was Alex Zane and, and Ace right. Austin and such. And and now, I mean, bad dude Tito, Minoru Suzuki, September 5th. Come on, sign me up. That's the first match that's going to have of, cheering in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. if that doesn't tell you that they liked him in Japan, bad dude Tito, I don't know what more you need. Like, they're, they're clearly exactly. all in on bad dude exactly so yeah i think bad dude tito uh and i even talked to tanahashi a little bit about him he said he likes him and he thinks he's got you know real star potential and and we'll see how he can we'll see how he can do that's a stamp of approval if, if you mm-hmm. ever need one tanahashi yeah. kevin this has been an absolute pleasure follow kevin on his social media at real kevin kelly twitter instagram um you know follow him through through the new japan uh, World Tag League and the Burning Spirit and of course the Mets playoff run. Hell yeah! Please, please, the Mets are going to Met and Sonata is going to Sonata, right? That's kind of those are the two things that are guaranteed in our <laughs> lives, Karen. Who's your Karen? Who's your football team? Uh, Charlton, Charlton Athletic. We're in the lower leagues, but I live like a ten-minute drive away from the stadium, so I've got a season ticket and I'm down there every weekend. Good. Well, um, we'll hope that they can, you know, rise up and and make it to the Premier League. Uh, because again, they just need, they need to, uh, they need to just play their way in, right? If they have great success, they could, they could wind up being, uh, you know, the next team to emerge when one team bows out from relegation. Look at me knowing my <laughs> English football. Impressive. There's probably not a sport you don't know much about Kevin. That's true. I was at, <laughs> I went to the, I went to the casino Saturday with my wife and, and I was what they had all the TVs on and everything. And I was watching uh, at one time they had darts, nice. they had women's softball. Um, they had other odd sports on that normally oh, aren't on TV. Like cornhole. Yeah, they had cornhole. They had something else that was on. And I was just like, I'm looking at all the TVs. And my wife is like, what are you watching? And I said, a bunch of weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they do the tag. Have you seen tag? Yeah, that was the other one. Tag. That was what I was telling her. I was like. This guy's chasing each other around. I think it's Tag. <laughs> and she's like, what? I said, yeah. I said, look at that over there. And she turns around and looks. Oh, it is Tag. <laughs> it was crazy. It is wild. Yeah, I won 135 bucks. I went, to a free, I went to a free concert. Uh, I got fed for free. I was a real high roller. And I never go to the casino. I'm not a gambler. I was like, I was playing this one machine that I had seen Jay Lethal play. And... <laughs> So that was the only thing I remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, Lethal played this. Let me play this one. Hey, and I'm winning, and I'm winning, and I'm winning. I'm like, I'm up 150 bucks. I'll just play a couple more, play a couple more. Like, I'm still up 135. Let me cash out. Yeah. There you go, smart man. And that was it. We had, uh, yeah, we had a we had a great time. It was a belated birthday gift for my wife. She got to see Rick Springfield in concert. Nice. Did he do Jesse's Girl 15 of times? Course. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Played all the hits. 
Jesse's girl, don't talk to strangers. Yep. That's all that he Rick did, Springfield. He did, he did all of his hits. He smashed a bunch together in a medley. It was, you know, it was awesome. I got to know if I know any more Rick Springfield songs. <laughs> well, whilst Matt <laughs> Google's. bother me all day. <laughs> yeah, follow Kevin on Twitter, at Real Kevin Kelly. He's posting pictures of his adorable new puppy, Cody. He's got the cats. He's got the farm. There's going to be Kevin Kelly farm t-shirts coming out soon on Pro Wrestling Tees, probably. Probably. Um, I have to get my boy, <laughs> uh, my boy together and we'll we'll uh, put a design together. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's just, it's great being home. Uh, I always get sad at the end of long tours uh, because I feel like the finish line, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and I just like, I just keep praying every day that my voice holds up and that nothing happens. Um, you know, praise God. We did not have one case of COVID, no problems. Everybody was healthy. So yeah, we got through that unscathed and we just, you know, pray for, for good luck and good success and good health and everything else uh, through the rest of this year. And, then we'll be back at it in 23 before we know it. So let's do this again. I owed you guys one anyway. I apologize for the last time. I know. So, uh, you know, anytime you guys want to have me back on, this is fun. Oh, Kevin, Appreciate it was an you. absolute pleasure. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Uh, enjoy chicken cooping. I don't Thank know you. Thing. Chicken cooping. Yeah, I'll go with chicken cooping. Yeah. As, look, if it's on ESPN in a couple of years, you get all the credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Yeah, my wife has given them all names of uh famous women from television and not famous women like you know there's not a lucille ball but there is a lucille from uh, arrested development and <laughs> there is a uh there's there's women for the female characters from schitt's creek yeah. uh so i'm trying to learn their names they've got color coordinated bands my wife has made a chart nice you know it's her deal I just help and I, you know, I do the grunt work when I'm home. So that's what I got to go do now. Happy wife, happy life. Amen. Kevin, an absolute pleasure. We'll talk soon. Take care, boys. Bye, Kevin. Bye. All right. Bye -bye. The voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kevin Kelly at Real Kevin Kelly on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, be sure to follow him and uh, we'll have him on soon in the future again. Ah, there's Nelly just in time. <laughs> that's amazing timing from Nelly. Come on, Nelly, what are you doing? We 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 replace one special guest with another special guest. Yeah, well, at least Kevin Kelly doesn't show his butthole to everybody. Come on, Nelly, yeah, Get your butthole out of that, that was that was awesome. Where, where would we be without Kevin Kelly? The I don't know, man. But that was an absolute pleasure. Let me just—I mm -hmm. want to thank him immediately. Something I do after every guest we have. Well, absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, we we've touched on so much already. I don't I don't know how much more there is to touch on. Uh. The Burning Spirit Tour looks really cool. Lots of guys like Badu Tito's back over. Uh, for those who don't know Lord Gideon Gray, he might be like, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, he's been a staple in Rev Pro for a long time. When he came, uh, when Great O'Khan came over to the UK, uh, Gideon Gray had a stable called the Legion, which Great O'Khan joined. Uh, Great O'Khan won the tag titles as part of the Legion, and he never lost the titles. It's just that he had to go back to Japan, so the titles had to be given up. Um He's a great character. Like he's not going to be getting in the ring. You know, he's not going to be doing four fifty splashes. He's probably barely going to be doing body slams. Like he's not a big guy, but he is a fantastic character. Like I don't know how popular he's going to be with a Japanese crowd because a lot of his shtick is talking, but he looks different. He, it, the fact he is part of United Empire, I just get a great chuckle out of this after seeing him for so many years on the independence. The fact that Gideon Gray, I saw him last night in Rev Pro, like. 
he done an open challenge. He got hit over the head with a keyboard. He got embarrassed <laughs> by Eddie Dennis. Uh, Shota Rumino got in the ring after wearing Tweety Bird slippers. Have you seen? I saw your, I saw your picture. Yes, I love Shota Rumino. What uh, what an absolute hunk he is. But no, Gideon Gray going over there is going to be really cool as well. Um, and I mean, kind of a weird one. Let me get my phone so I can go on Twitter. Alex Cogling was announced as going back after uh, missing the last tour. Oh, um, nice. But he put up a very, uh, what's the word? Foreboding, maybe? Foreboding tweet? Uh-uh. Uh, he quote tweeted them saying that he's going to be going back to Japan with, uh, yeah, about that. Oh, no. So maybe things aren't so uh, looking so great for Alex after all. But I think we've both said it a million times. We fucking love Alex Coughlin. Like, Who doesn't? I love him all. I uh, stepped in shit. <laughs> I thought you meant literally. I was like, what kind of segue no, no, is that? No. <laughs> uh, and I lucked out. September 19th, Clark Connors is going to do uh, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Oh, wow. Very, Amazing. Very excited about that. At Shining Wizards. Uh... Fuck, what's the handle? At Shining Wizards Podcast? At, Wiz- at, at Wizards Podcast. At Wizards Podcast. At Wizards Podcast. Check it out. Yeah, no, he's great. Clark Connors is a, a tremendous. He's, he's fucking awesome in the ring, and he's a great guy as well. Yeah, so I'm excited. That's the wrong one. You meant to put up the Shining Wizards. No, one. I got to put you over too, bro. Plug in Shining Wizards. We got, I got to put you over too at Kieran RH93 on the Twitter machine and at WrestleIn, uh, the Noob Japan podcast, which I may or may not be a part of in the near future. Yes, yes. Um, uh, if you, I've you had got a very, <laughs> I've got a very simple question for you. Yes, sir. Is Will Ospreay the wrestler of the year? Yes. I think so. It's either him or Jay White. I mean, it's diff- it's a hard question because it's really dependent on what you watch, right? Like That is also true people because sure people, yeah. John Moxley is the call from West from American fans of American wrestling and, you know, whilst I don't see him when I see just what he's done over the year, I'm like that's impressive, but I've not watched all of those individually. Whereas Will Ospreay and Okada had a match of the year contender at Wrestle Kingdom and then they beat that match of the year contender with another match of the year. Like and then he's got what he's on uh he's on dynamite Wednesday night in the trios tournament with with Aussie open. So it's yeah and they're fucking out dude they're they just got announced for, everywhere uh, dude impact against the motor city machine guns that's gonna be <laughs> a banger holy shit they're the first ever a uh, strong openweight tag team champions. Congratulations, yep. Mark Davis and Carl uh, Fletcher. Fucking love them guys. Uh, and then they defend it Saturday at Rev Pro in London, and then they defend it Sunday in uh, Hollywood against. Uh, or they were like it was a strong taping. So oh, they yeah, were heading to the, Hollywood um... to defend them against the uh, West Coast Wrecking yeah. Crew. Yeah. Uh, so they just—I don't know—we're not going to play spoilers here, but uh, you know, if they either way, they had two title defenses in two nights in two different continents. Uh, they're announced for GCW. They're going to be making the GCW debut, and yeah, fucking in uh, Motor City Machine Guns, man. That's a dream match I've ever heard one. It is, man. It is. Get them into Japan. Get them in Japan. Yes, the other—they have to be. Then they will. FTR, the Good Brothers, like the World Tag League is gonna be something, bro. Bad dude, T. I I mean, two, two out, two out, three of them, sure, but. <laughs> but yes, no, like how excited, like World Tag League, it usually gets that kind of year, and you're like, do I really need to watch this? Yeah, but 
like you said, yeah, get bad do Tito in there with I don't know who his partner would be. Maybe Tom Lawler gets reunited. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm an idiot. That's team filthy. Yeah, no, Jonah. You've got West Coast Wrecking Crew can go over, Aussie Open, FTR, Dangerous Techers, Bishamon, uh, G.O.D. probably get reunited with Tungaloa's fit. Like, it could be really stuck getting that. Maybe there's a team from AEW goes over, like Dark Order in the Strong Tag Titles Tournament. Maybe they could go over to Japan for the tournament too. Like, this World Tag League could be like the best World Tag League ever. Oh, unbelievable. Can we get a, can we get fucking uh, Bennett and Taven to go over there if they're doing stuff? Yeah, RH guys, Impact. exactly, man. Like, UGK, yeah, whatever. yeah, shit. Get Mo, just get Mo. I know Mo and she guns are junior heavyweights in the New Japan world, but just stick them in fucking World Tag League. Just do it. Do it. Why not? Look, we got the World Tag League. The World Tag League last year it was nothing to write home about, right? No, it was like, yeah, it had. It, well, Tag League always has a couple of good matches for like, you know, a few the last few years, but it's not like anything you, if you miss out, you miss out, you know, it's not like a big deal. You'll survive. Right. I mean, look, we had, we had the, the pandemic was still a thing last, you know, fall. So let's fucking come on, man. Let's ramp it up. Ramp it up, New Japan. One thing we haven't spoken about because we were, you know, obviously Kevin Kelly, um, at least I don't think we've spoken that much, is the semifinals. What did you think of... Uh, would you, I can't believe this match happened. Will Ospreay versus Tetsuya Naito. Because when those block wins happened, I was like, they've been in... Will Ospreay's been in New Japan for probably six, seven years now. He's, He's never, never had a single match with Naito. And I, always, I always knew that because I was like, they must be saving that for something special. Like, they're not silly. They've barely crossed paths. And then they done it here, and I was like, I did not expect this as a semi-finals match. But like, yeah, what what did you think of that match? I thought the match was great. I really, I really enjoyed it. I, again, back to our, you know the conversation that started the show. Osprey has had a fucking week, man. He's really <laughs> yeah. him and Naito. Great match. Great. Kind of made kind of made me forget about the Naito Saber match, which I was really looking forward to, and I understand why they did it. I'll just preface that. Uh, I really like that match. And I like Tama and Okada. Um I really like it. I, I didn't I didn't think Tama was gonna win. No, of course not. The um and I'm kind of with you. I was a little surprised that uh Osprey beat Naito, but I enjoyed both semifinals. And then what did we see in the, the, the finals night? Kushida pinned Ishimori, right? Yeah, come the, the finals night as a whole, ignore the finals, was quite rather disappointing. Like, usually, the finals, it's like, you could argue their second biggest show of the year. It's certainly, like, third, fourth biggest show of the year behind, like, you know, Dominion, maybe, and then other big cards that they'll put on in uh, Nippon Budokan and stuff. But usually, there's something big happens, right? Someone returns, someone turns, and we kind of just had the generic, oh, someone got pinned in a tag match, they're going to challenge for the title. There was no big moment. Like, the undercard, everything on that show was skippable other than the main event, which right. was I was quite disappointed by. Maybe uh, maybe they're saving it for this for this burning what is it called burning and his spirit burning man burning man. <laughs> it, it it is bizarre maybe something you know for the scuttlebutt is maybe there was something to do with Carl Fredericks and of course he then left the company um but you know that's hearsay rumors I think I saw some say it was a uh, voices of wrestling report um but yeah I, I've not read the report myself that's just hearing it from a person that someone spoke to a person who spoke to a person who spoke to a guy who had a crystal ball and said that you know uh, um, tell a phone tell a friend tell a <laughs> yes um 
but yeah, no, as a whole, like obviously the match is probably my match of the year. Uh, Osprey Okada. I love the, uh, you know, Osprey beats Naito and he says, I know Okada's beatable. He's seen AJ Styles do it. He's seen Tanahashi do it. And then he busts out the high fly flow and he busts out the Styles clash. Oh, he busted out a V-trigger too. He just couldn't hit that one wing angel. Or Stormbreaker. No, no. I mean, Stormbreaker's game over. No one's kicked out of that. Like, I, I love that that is his big... That I love that he won so much with Hidden Blade in this tournament because that is just... It's, it's probably the best finisher in wrestling at the moment. And then he's got the Hidden... He's got the uh, the Stormbreaker as his super finisher as, like, uh, Okada's Cobra Flosion as, like, you know, to a much, much lesser extent. But burn, uh, Kenneth Kabashi's Burning Hammer, which he busted out, like, eight times in his entire career. Right. It was, it was, dude, I watched the match twice, twice. I watched it. So I was really trying to avoid spoilers, but it was my, you know, I don't know about you, but my phone like fucking has like this fucking dickhead algorithm (laughs) and it fucking like, oh yeah, I don't know why. And I don't know how, but it like, so I have the shining wizards wrestling account, the Twitter account, and then I have my own and I never use my own. So then I'll get like a notification. This is suggested for you on your account. And I fucking click on it and it's fucking Ospreys in the finals. It's Okada winning. And I'm like, you fuckers. It was not going to deter me from you. You, you can't deter me from watching Okada and Osprey. And I watched it once Friday. Friday, Thursday. I don't know. After it happened, I watched it. And then I had I watched it again. It was so fucking good. And then I put out a tweet like enough. Don't be a f- enough with the tribal bullshit. Watch this man. Like stop. But like you're in. I get it. You like WWE. You watch WWE. You like AEW. You watch AEW. Whatever. Just be a fucking re- like. Watch this. Take the fucking blinders off and just watch this match. And like Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton tell you a story, and then let uh, Osprey and Okada make wonderful music. It's fucking. It's uh, awesome. I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, I I mean like you know match of the year I think for me you know so there's no higher praise I can give it really, um but yeah Jesus Christ like yeah good G one good G one great G one now we're on to burning spirit and whatever the new October thing is I already so you're uh, are you ready for a very stupid question from a a, a Londoner give it to me I assume New Jersey is close you're in New Jersey right. Yes, sir. That that's close to New York. Yep. And but you're not sure if you're going to go to the 40, Rumble on Forty Fourth Street pay per view. I am waiting to hear back from my boss today because I because I work on a food truck. It is usually the last. It's Halloween weekend, so it is usually the last busy weekend of the season. So I sent him a message today. He's going to let get back to me. Well, I mean, what if you're just, <clears throat> you know, a little bit sick, bit of a cough, maybe, maybe the COVID. These things happen. I still haven't, cashed <laughs> in, still hasn't, still haven't cashed in my COVID yet. Yeah, and I Got still it. have monkeypox in my back pocket too. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, I'll definitely be at Royal Quest. I think tickets go on sale. I think the pre-sales this week for both nights. Nice. Um, obviously, every intention of doing both nights. I, I hope it's not going to cost me too much because I have maxed out my credit card on the upcoming trip to california i'm fucking doing in vegas oh yeah um, but but yeah I, i'm so excited they're coming back um because yeah i i can't go to japan even if i wanted to right so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens i gotta wait and see oops sorry 
there's quite a lot of stuff announced for the burning spirit that we haven't touched on like the junior tag titles are being defended yeah i'm over fucking master wado though you know how i feel about master wado i thought oh wait you know what we haven't talked about is the fact that there is a bread club t-shirt a new bread club kojima t-shirt oh, i think me and you have no choice but to buy um you don't have to twist my arm dude <laughs> like i don't think we can hijack the bread club name and not buy this new bread club t-shirt um i think would be uh i think it'd be disrespectful of us um shane haste is back in japan teaming with you know the mighty don't kneel uh team with jonah um yeah the uh what they called united empire tjp and akira defending against wato and taguchi um there's a lot there's a lot of cool shit happening um a lot of you know finley and osprey you gotta think osprey is walking away with the win getting his win back and more than likely heading into wrestle kingdom as the champion is he or does he continue to fall into this fucking i don't know i think i i think it's silly to not have him just hold the title like i feel like he's gonna people are gonna care about him more around his waist than finley and finley got the big g1 win um so you know osprey get back and an osprey wrestle kingdom match defending his title certainly sounds a lot more exciting than a finley match defending the us title yeah well i mean yeah i guess we'll have to wait and see i don't know i don't know we'll see if wrestle kingdom's one night though you know to kevin's point like it's uh did you hear the thunder can you did my mic pick up the thunder here I thought, yeah, I think so. But I, I didn't think it was thunder. I thought like maybe just touched a mic or something. No, no, that's the thunder here. We have probably not gotten rain here in New Jersey in like three weeks, like a good. Oh, dude, I like so we we were officially in a drought in London because it was so hot and we hadn't had rain for so long. I'm at work in the office and it's pissing it down for the first time in like ten years. Um, I'm walking to the tube station and there's a giant. What I thought was a giant puddle. And I was like, I took out my phone to take a video to send to my girlfriend, like as I was going to walk through this puddle. And as I started to walk, I realized it was like a swimming pool. Oh, boy. Like, and I was too far gone. And it made <laughs> sense why nobody else was walking through this. And it came up to like my almost my knees. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I had to get on trains home and stuff. Oh, like I just so left my wet. office. And I was like, I, yeah, mistake, mistakes were made. Stop. Quit rubbing your face on my Macho Man Randy Savage autograph. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Fucking cat. So anyway, it's pissing outside now, thankfully. We needed it. but um, yeah, We did too. I just didn't need to swim. That's true. It'll be very interesting to see. Uh, and I'm excited for the next couple of months. I like the 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 Bad Dude Tito, Minoru Suzuki thing interests me. Okada Jonah is going to be a lot of fun. Finley Osprey, it'll be interesting. And then, you know, who knows what the future holds? I know there were reports a couple weeks ago that maybe there might be some AEW talent at Wrestle Kingdom. So we'll have to see what happens there. Stardom, all the start. Like, this is going to be a great time, man. I'm excited. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you can, Stardom have found a deserve a place on the Wrestle Kingdom card now. They've had it the last few years. Yeah, the reports of AEW guys, like, they, you can't fit many of them on the card now if it's only one night. You've got you know, 10 belts within New Japan alone. Like, you know, do you get any of the strong titles that they go on a Wrestle Kingdom card? Like, two nights might not have been the most awful thing because of, like, their science that they're now able to get over lots of foreign talent. But, yeah, it's... I always feel Wrestle Kingdom 14 was obviously meant to be two nights. It was amazing. Double gold dash. 
And Wrestle Kingdom 15 and 16 were just the result of the pandemic and the fact that they couldn't sell tickets if they wanted to. So we might as well run another night. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I don't think they always wanted to do double, double, double three times in a row. But yeah, it'll be a nice return to great. It's certainly easier to take one day off of work to watch Wrestle Kingdom than it is to. Yes, I agree. I agree. I'm Wrestle Kingdom is usually the only time I watch it live too. I mean, what probably like a three four a.m. start for you? Uh, depends on if they do the pre-show. If, if there's a pre-show, it's usually three o'clock where we get the rumble, and then so you've got to watch the rumble. Otherwise, you ain't gonna yeah, see no. Tenzan and Jado hobbling down to the ring, man. You'll be missing out. That's it. Maybe you throw in a little Michael Elgin and some uh, Billy Gunn, and we're good to go. Probably not Michael Elgin, but no. no <laughs> You know, in the in the past, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah, Wrestle Kingdom's the only time when I stay up and try and watch it live. So only once have I gotten through it the whole, like in the whole, like because it's fucking, it's rough. Well, it's in, it's, it's like, it depends on when it. If it happens, come on, Nelly, man, you're killing me right now, bro. Get down. Uh, sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> it was the first year I stayed up, and I stayed up to like seven in the morning. And then the other times, it's like I might be, what's it usually on a Monday, right? So I'm off Mondays, but then I do the podcast, so then post podcast, so I don't get to like nap earlier. It's a fiasco. It's a whole thing. I got to get it down. A couple years ago, I was on vacation for it. I missed it. So we'll see. Well, I'm going to be on vacation very soon. I don't know. We, there might be a bit of a delay on the next episode of Bread Club. Yeah, um, we'll see. When are you going away again? September 8th? September 9th? All September right. 9th. Cool. September, I think for two weeks. But I'll be at Prestige Wrestling in Pomona, California. If anyone's there, feel free to say hi whilst I'm getting a picture with every fucking wrestler there because I can't believe all the wrestlers they've got booked. Like if that was happening in the UK, it would sell out in a fucking flash. Um. And I might go to the strong tapings in Las Vegas. I'm undecided. I'm on the fence. Right. Cool. Well, we will figure out when we are coming back. Remember, we're over at Fightful, Fightful.com, FightfulOverbook.com. Uh, it's the New Japan Pro Wrestling Fightful Overbooked Bread Club, or flip it, Bread Club, available at FightfulOverbook.com. Special thanks to Kevin Kelly tonight, today. I don't know when this fucking thing is going to air at real Kevin Kelly on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to follow him. Uh, Matt from the wizards podcast, shining wizards at wizards podcast every Monday night uh, at about seven o'clock. Oh my God. Nelly. Leave my microphone stand. Alone. I'm going to kill this cat today. I swear to God. Uh, every Monday night about seven o'clock. We're live and we're available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, we have a huge uh, September lined up. Uh, NWA fans will enjoy Magic Jake Dumas and Black G's. New Japan fans will, will uh, really enjoy Clark Connors. Uh, so that'll be fun. And uh, and yeah, we're just doing our thing here. And then, of course, Kieran over here at Karen uh, RH93 on the Twitter machine. He's over at the WrestleIn at WrestleIn. Uh, he hosts Noob Japan podcast, uh, spelled N O O B. Uh, and it's a great way to introduce yourself to uh, the world of Japanese wrestling, past and present. Uh, so please check him out, follow him, support him, support me, support us all. I got nothing else to say, Kieran. No, you hit all the you hit all the plugs, man. You hit all the plugs. Um, yes, I think we're, we're good. Kevin Kevin Kelly was an absolute fucking delight. Uh, we got a lot more of his time than we thought we'd get, or we certainly deserved. 
Um, so always grateful for him. He's a very generous man and there's very few, if anybody else like him in the wrestling world, uh, an absolute diamond. And I'm, uh, you know what? He'll definitely be back. We'll definitely have him back on because uh, that was a blast talking to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he he's he doesn't realize he's going to be the third person on this every single time now. He's going to be on every episode going forward. Stuck his phone out. Sorry, Kevin. Whatever. Uh, I like it. I'm not against it, Kevin Kelly. Look, we didn't just talk. We were all over the place. We talked soccer, football. We talked baseball, chickens. I learned a bunch about chicken and tag and all sorts like it was a fun time uh so i'm gonna sign off for the bread club fightful.com fightful overbrook.com subscribe rate review please comment please comment we like a comment we like a comment uh at wizards podcast on twitter at kieran rh93 on twitter we don't have a cool sign off that's the bread club uh we'll see you for the burning spirit tour and rumble in the rumble on Fourth street and royal quest royal quest in london i'll definitely be there hopefully see you guys there too take care wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.